0: NOCO FM's coverage of the 2019 Underground Music Showcase is supported by its listeners and by Audible.com. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible.com allows you to listen to an expansive library of books for every taste on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, tablet, or computer. To learn more and get a 30-day free trial as well as a free audiobook of your choice, which is yours to keep whether you continue after the trial ends or not, Go to noco.fm slash audible. That's noco.fm slash audible. And thanks to audible.com for their support of NoCo FM.
1: Diverse voices. Unique sound.
0: Not the same old thing. Different, different.
1: This is NoCo FM.
0: On the eve of the Underground Music Showcase, we had an opportunity to sit down with UMS headliners and prog rock gods, Black Mountain. This interview was conducted in collaboration with 303 Magazine, and a link to their article about the interview is included in the show notes for this episode. Stay tuned all weekend for more coverage as UMS rolls on.
2: so far so good I mean we're kind of a, a two-off so one show outside and one show in the studio and then we'll be going home for a couple of weeks and then heading to Europe so we're kind of just getting underway really we've done a little bit in the spring and the heavy-duty touring is still ahead of us HD, HD touring <laughs> right now we're just doing standard definition 720p <laughs>
3: in terms of the set list that you guys are putting together is it uh do you guys kind of uh float songs in and out each night do you kind of have a set uh a set of songs that you do each night or are you kind of playing a mix of the old and new right now
2: uh it's always a mix of the old and new but we we usually kind of have like a a basic sort of set and then we have a few songs that we kind of switch out that, that kind of rotate i guess mm-hmm. um yeah, you know, we want to keep it interesting for ourselves and everybody else. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of new, lots of we try and do a lot of the newer tunes when a new record comes out. So there's a lot of songs from the new record are, are being played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind
4: of touching on your new record, reading on your website the cool description of that record um, compared to the feeling that someone gets when they first get behind a wheel. kind of want to.
2: That that comes across on the record. I'll let Steve explain that because he just learned to drive yeah. recently, <laughs> so he can yeah. he can tell he can tell you how good it feels.
1: It's just, yeah, li- living rock vicariously through the the steel wheels, I guess. Just uh, re-experiencing life for the fiftieth time, over and over and over, and then, yeah, I know. We didn't plan to make a road rock record, but <laughs> I guess we did. And we're we're okay with that. You know. We spent a lot of time listening to music in vehicles, helicopters, tanks. <laughs> so yeah. It was kind of a tribute to Wild youth passed. You <laughs> I have actually. I've made out in tanks. I've listened to music in tanks. There was a, a a tank in my hometown that you could. It was the '80s, so it wasn't a when things were rules were a little less. Things were a little less strict, so that you could actually crawl inside the tank and hot box the tank and make out in it and, you know, drink, like, get a, get a 7-Eleven Big Gulp and raid your parents' liquor cabinet and put an ounce of everything in there and go in there with, like, the new Quiet Riot, you know, and do some groping and feel awkward and, you know. Non-military use. The, the tank DIY is, party tank. Yeah, the yeah. tank's still there, but they... They welded up all the all the entrances <laughs> can't get in there anymore. I think that like there's a
2: few mus- uh, I think there's a few musicians that own tanks and the ones that I can think of are uh Steven Steven Morris, I think from New Order or something maybe owns a tank or two and then uh, the dude from uh, what's his name? Aphex Twin. Tweed. It's like Aphex Twin. what's his name?
3: I'm guessing.
2: Richard D. Mm-hmm. D. James. I think he I think he's into tanks here. He owns one too. So. Anyway, the acoustics probably are not very good in those things. But -hmm. everything else is great, (laughs) vibe-wise.
3: If you had a musical party tank, what would you shoot out of the musical party tank?
2: Riffs. Riffs.
3: Sick melty riffs. (laughs)
2: Heavy metal shells. Digital jazz. Right, bio-digital jazz. Yeah,
3: bio-digital jazz.
2: Shot in every direction. That's kind of like sonic terrorism.
3: (laughs) It's like art of noise. Yeah. Something like that.
2: Well, they actually did use that as as a tactic, like blasting loud music in like, you know, war-torn places to uh, oh yeah that's how they got to, noriega out to, i think like, just defeat people with with sonics and, right? drive people crazy yeah
3: yeah panama they played panama super loud to <laughs> drive him <laughs> out
2: that that would drive me out I'd go somewhere else <laughs> right, sure, right <laughs> oh down. yeah
3: there's a few other <laughs> things weaponized going i would be like oh
2: i'm sticking around i know it's not safe but i'm gonna hide behind this wall and listen to this <laughs>
3: What are, your, what are some of your favorite driving albums? Pink
1: Heartbeat Floyd City Animals.
2: So. What's that? Pink Floyd Animals. I said Heartbeat City by the Cars. But yeah. It's being literal. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's another good one? Autobahn by Kraftwerk, being literal again. <laughs> so you
4: guys are playing the Underground Music Showcase, obviously. Um, what, what are your thoughts? on what underground music is. Like, do you reject that label, or do you accept it? Like, what does that mean to you?
2: Music that dwells in the subterranean zone is how I would define underground music in the literal sense. <laughs> so not in a tank, that doesn't count. It has to be under the surface of the earth. Uh, no, I don't know, underground music is music I guess that just deviates from the norm in some way I guess I don't know I don't even know if there's much of a distinction between underground music and mainstream in the same way that we grew up with <laughs> it's changed quite a bit now with the
1: yeah, most underground music nowadays well other than the noise scene kind of just sounds like a uh, mainstream music from the 70s <laughs> so it's good music underground's cool it's cooler down there more shade
4: um what's the experience like playing like a festival like this where people flood in to see like a variety of different bands versus like when you guys are playing a show and you know everyone's there like specifically to see you play how does that what's that vibe
1: like i don't know some sometimes it's really stressful and boring and sometimes it's like totally amazing we definitely like playing outside so when there's things to look up at like mountains or condominiums it's
4: how is it stressful
1: it's usually just it's usually just hectic it's like kind of sometimes it feels like you're going to the mall (laughs) not the not necessarily the plane just the you know because it's usually there's a very strict Schedule of time depending on how big your band's name Uh, font size is on the marquee really depends sometimes with uh, how much respect you're treated with. (laughs) Yeah, so it's going to be awesome.
3: Are there any bands that are playing this festival that uh, you're going to try and see or that you're really interested in hearing right now?
1: I just saw that my, my buds, uh, Gardens and Villa, mm-hmm. who are from Los Angeles, are playing a couple hours before us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was going to... Yeah, I hung, out, I hung out with them a bit in Los Angeles. They're on, this, they're on one of the family labels, whether it be... May it be on Secretly Canadian. And I'm going to see Chicano Batman, because I don't know what that is, but... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sold on the name alone.
2: Ila uh, Bamba Rips. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to be... Well, we, won't, I mean, we won't be here, but my studio partner's in that band. In the, oh, cool. Uh,
3: yeah. And what's their name?
2: Ryan Oxford. Great. Yeah. We have a recording studio in Portland called The Center for Soundlight and Color Therapy. Very cool. Successful plug. <laughs> that's all I got.
3: Drop that in there. <laughs>
2: Is
3: she
1: playing on Saturday or Sunday? Is it Surf Girl? Amy's Daughter? Oh,
2: right, right. No, uh, S- It was a new band. Something. Surf Mops. Surf Mops. No, it's
1: a new name for it, but though. They, yeah, that's oh, the name. Oh, it's called like
2: Zappa 304. Venus 305. Venus 305. So everyone go check that out. Nice. I honestly felt old when I looked at the, the poster. I was like, I don't know any of these bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize any of them either, really. Well, it's, it's but that's like what happens with festivals. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're all, yeah, they've all been hiding underground.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah along with us, obviously, <laughs> just in a different region of underground.
3: Have you found that the the underground or the independent or however you would define it in this day and age? How have you found that that's shifted? You know, from the time that you know you started playing music and you you know started out, uh, you know, playing you know punk in clubs and all that. How has that progressed from from now to then, or from then to now? I guess.
2: Well, the obvious change is is uh, I guess digital age and social media and the internet and everything that makes. Sort of levels the playing field, of not not really, but you know, gives the illusion that it has, done that <laughs> and allows access to so much more. If people actually can hear about something or find out about something, they can look it up really easily and and hear it, mm-hmm. or they can just find stuff randomly, like online. You know, you can kind of go down those weird tangential rabbit holes online, where you just go, oh, what's this? You know, suggestions for you to listen to, and you discover stuff. So I guess a lot of people can discover stuff they would never hear about otherwise other than you know whereas before it was like you had to go buy a zine or something or hear it you know the distance from hearing something at a a party or something or a college radio station actually figuring out what it is and where you can go buy it was like quite a bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) you had to put some effort into it whereas now you can kind of there's a little more immediacy so it's just that's the obvious. Yeah. So, so would you
3: say it's easier nowadays for a band to, to break or a musician to break, or at least get their music out?
2: I doubt it's, I doubt it's easier because just because, uh, conversely there's like, because everybody can just put stuff out really easily and there's so many platforms that exist for things, things to be out there. There's a lot more content to, Mm -hmm. to sift through. So, Um, yeah I don't know what kind of impact it has on actually people having success but I mean I'm sure it does but I don't know I I wouldn't know how to quantify that (laughs) like it's yeah it's all pretty confounding to me
1: yeah I mean I don't know I guess the there's a lot more people involved there's certain things like I think certain things like I guess that whole network of touring from the 80s got built up so it's Potentially easier to tour now, but it's also sometimes disheartening because sometimes what was underground becomes the industry. So now there's a lot more. Oh, who's your agent? And it's like, well, that's that dude over there counting the counting the bills, y'all. <laughs> it's him, obviously. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Who knows? I mean, there used to. I used to do... Lots of tape trading, thrash metal and stuff, and you could get your your tape all over the world by that. So it's it's kind of a, I guess it's a similar thing to like, it feels like the kids have really taken over a band camp. Yeah. Which is cool. Because um, there's definitely certain things when people start, you know, dropping dollar bills there's usually dudes with suits trying to sweep them up into their pockets quicker than you know everyone else which is, can be depressing but i don't know it's like any you know, there's good things about it and there's heinous things about it but i mean yeah i mean our label it's like our label when we started with them they were like a small independent label now from or label then from Indiana, whereas now they would probably be considered a little bit movers and shakers of the scene. You mm-hmm. know, they've definitely had some. I mean, you would never have guessed that, you know, say, you know, Bon Ivor would be playing stadiums or headlining the Hollywood Bowl, same place the, the Beatles did. So that's pretty fucking amazing. Mm hmm. You know, so there's a there's also the generational gap of as opposed to just a teenage thing or, a, you know, it goes all the way to people that are pretty much corpses to newborns <laughs> or into cool shit. So a couple of
4: you um, have jumped on. For this last album, correct me if I'm wrong. But, um, what's it been like joining the family? Uh, a huge honor, a joy. I mean, I've been
2: to stand for over a decade, so, you know, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's super fun to play some of my favorite songs and then collaborate and creating new stuff.
4: Have you seen that movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg?
2: No, but I love Marky Mark. <laughs> you guys Mark. should you
4: guys watch that movie but it's yeah. kind of the
2: same kind. Yeah. <laughs> he gets to, like, be the lead singer. of his Yeah. Band. Wasn't that based on, like, the true story of, like, was it Judas Priest or where they actually had, like, a, a cover band singer who joined, who
3: became the lead singer? I want, I want to say you're right. Journey. Was, was it is Journey? journey? Okay. I think you're right. I think it might be Judas Priest. Yeah, maybe. This is really going to bother me now. I, I thought maybe you'd know that, Steve. No? I, don't I don't know.
0: know. Is it
2: Judas Priest and
0: after Halford left. And left. Oh, no, it was early days.
2: It would have been like early early on. So It would have been the Rob Halford story, probably. Mm-hmm. We'll go it later. I'll start we'll app figure app out. it out. <laughs> That's where the internet gets to Judas the bottom Priest of all that. The bottom. Yeah. it. Was it was Judas, Judas okay. Priest. All right.
3: What's it been
2: like we know a thing just... or two
3: about, you
4: know. It's been great. Nice.
3: <laughs> For the Wahlberg off later.
4: It's been, it's been great. It's been great. When did you get on board uh, same time as Autumn, and yeah, so new.
2: Yeah, Fresh blood. Yeah. Fresh blood.
3: What's the experience been for uh, the two of you playing some of those older songs and kind of locking into the groove of them? Or just, you know, has it been, what was the experience like uh, playing the older material um, and getting, getting used to it?
4: Fun, super fun. They're great songs.
3: Yeah.
2: Feels right. <laughs> Do
4: you guys have any specific goals for this performance in Denver?
1: Start a cult. Shifting things around a bit and trying some new things. Uh, a few more instruments on stage. for This will be the debut of some extra instruments on stage and where things stand and sit. It's been switched up a bit, you know. What are the extras? There's a. Oh. Uh, what do you think? Is it a secret? Secret.
4: People love
1: to see the show. Someone, yeah, you could, you'll, yeah, someone's cool. gonna be standing there and be like, "This is pretty good," and then something will pop in, the the "Whoa!" <laughs> mind blown. Where'd that come from? <laughs> Must be the new blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: So would you say there's still uh an amount of experimentation that you're doing on this tour in terms of those new sound elements and working those in?
1: Yeah, and we've been like, I mean it everyone it's it's it feels like a band you know as opposed to getting people to play stuff you know, we're trying things out. And, you know, there's certain things where you're like, there's, you know, sometimes there's old songs where it's like, well, can't actually play that one, like Chili Peppers, like you want to, but we'll try it like, uh, you know, Smash Mouth or something. We'll put a Smash Mouth spin on if you really so, yeah. want it. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like we're, we're, you know, it's like everyone's like, it's a family. And it's like that was kind of... Me and Jeremy's, when we were, like, discussing continuing the band, we were, like, well, we just have to, it needs to be a band. And, yeah, I mean, every, we sat, we jammed yesterday for 10 hours in that room, and, like, <laughs> everyone was, like, it's, like, yeah, do or die. It's, like, it's, it's a team, and, it's like, no one was looking at their watch or, Crying about their PD or watching their pizza get cold or whatever. <laughs> so it's all a fridge in the. It's all the food in the fridge. What do you
4: guys hope um, that people get out of your performance when they show up to magic. a show? Magic, yeah, magic.
2: Yeah. And if not magic, at least a magic trick <laughs> that's well executed to yeah. trick you into thinking you've been transported into sort of another like Could introduce <laughs> magic tricks into your set. <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly. Sort of like Tron, where you're playing a game, and then all of a sudden you realize you are in that game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Break through the fifth wall. I don't know what wall that is. I
3: think it's like Do the 10th.
2: You, you would know, Arjun. Arjun knows.
1: I mean, it, a lot of times it depends, like, what mood we're in and what mood the audience is and the venue. Sometimes it's, like, sometimes we're heavier. Sometimes we're a little more spaced out. It's, like, kind of the outdoors thing is always nice because you can try to, sounds cheesy to say, but stretch time. You try to stop time and span time or or just, I don't know, if if you're, like, I remember going to shows when I was a kid, and being like, "Oh my God!" And I don't know if you can make someone feel uh, excited or whatever, or cry, or throw a bottle. That's cool. <laughs> Any kind of reaction, whatever, you know, is nice. Better than no reaction.
3: Is that, is that something that's really rewarding about playing that music in a live atmosphere is seeing that, seeing that affect the audience, seeing what kind of power that has over them?
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, you know, sometimes I, you're on the road and you're like, you're really tired and you're bored and you're, you know, tired of looking at ancient ruins in Europe and donairs <laughs> and you're just like, eh, I just want to go home. And then you play for an hour and it makes everything worthwhile it's just but yeah i mean there's 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 a lot of there's so many things that happen well what between the five of us playing chris doing the sound the lights the audience who's standing in front of you what they're doing you know like I say, sometimes some people are more stoned sometimes. Sometimes they're more drunk. some Sometimes people get more rowdy. We played numerous times that had some pretty drunken shows at the, the high dive.
3: Here. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: They, there's so many variables down to the electricity or gear breaking down or gear working really well <laughs> like it's, it all affects it in some way that either makes everything great or makes you super depressed for three days
3: <laughs> depends on the vibe yeah there's a lot of
2: variables.
4: Your- <laughs> how do you guys keep creativity alive when you're trying to find that balance between like music and business
2: uh, well when we're making music we don't think about business <laughs> that's how we do it I don't know. That's probably how most people who make good music do it. It's
1: a point now too where it's like you got. I hate to use the hashtag blessed, but every time I get like when I get if I get if I get because I I can get overwhelmed by certain things and then I'll actually I'll have to shake my head and be like I just fucking paid a bill with my band right on whether it's a hydro bill or whatever a, or a Visa bill for a pack of strings I don't care it's it's all pretty cool you know like i say filling the filling the fridge full of eggs some you know organic half and half it's like wow
2: who would have thought that hydro's canadian for gas or electric <laughs> <laughs> oh that's oh. it It not break the bank yeah
3: <laughs> you see hydro
2: We're certainly, aware, we're certainly aware of the fact that it's a luxury to be able to go out and play music and put out records and people actually buy them and people buy tickets and come to see the show and buy the t-shirts and support your band. I mean, that's like, yeah, it's definitely, it's easy to, when you're in the thick of it, touring, et cetera, and getting kind of bored with the minutia of it all, mm-hmm. and the, all, the, all the hurry up and wait, etc., cetera, and heavy lifting here and there. It's easy to kind of forget that a little bit, but it's, you know, pretty, pretty aware that it's like a a luxury Mm -hmm. (laughs) or I don't know if the luxury is the right word, but it's a privilege. Yeah. (laughs) It's like to be able to do that for sure. Yeah. I think we'd all agree on that boring platitude.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys get to go off to Europe very, very soon. Are you going to get any chance to kind of stretch your legs, have some fun there? Uh, or are you mainly focused on playing shows while you're there
2: in Europe? Well, um, probably a focus run. <laughs> a focus run. A focus run.
0: Yeah.
4: I mean, it depends on how long we have out. You know, mm-hmm. there's like some travel days, and we get to pop out and take our heads around. But you know, if we're just jamming out and playing the gigs and jamming home because we all have other jobs and other bands and stuff, uh, then we just hunker down and do it, knock it out. Still a lot of fun, you know. Getting, especially getting to play for an audience halfway across the world. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm.
3: You get play on a beach in Italy. Who it does that? Our toes in the sea. Yeah. Wild.
2: Yeah. Oh, is that in Ravenna? Yeah, yeah. right. Oh yeah, tan on the
3: And how many European shows do you have booked? No, four.
2: four. We got the signal. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> four. four. <laughs> four. <laughs> Our handler uh, says four. <laughs> 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 you better be right. <laughs> so playing
1: misfits and the other stuff in Vegas. Yeah. Carcass. Oh,
3: that's wild.
0: You're playing with the misfits. Well, it's
1: at Psycho Las Vegas. Oh, right on. But it was supposed to be Megadeth, but
0: I guess Mustang got sick and oh, yeah. they
1: brought in Misfits, like with the insect.
0: So I think you got the better end of that deal. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> against a mistake. A lack and a That's going to be great. I'll be right on.
4: How do you guys prefer to describe your sound? if You could label it.
2: We prefer not to describe our sound, but <laughs> I guess today we would say bio oh,
3: <laughs> biodynamic. No,
2: bio digital jazz.
3: Yeah. Being blasted out of tank cannons. There we go. That's the new hip genre yeah. everyone will jump on now. I mean, that's got it. That's Biometric got it.
2: Biometric digital jazz, I think. Or is it just bio no. digital. Yeah, biodigital jazz. Biodigital jazz. Biothermal. No. <laughs> Thermal dynamics. So I don't know. That's got to interest somebody out there, right? <laughs> I
0: don't know what that is. <laughs> but hear what it sounds like. You're we
2: watching. Yeah, I don't know. Should I even bother no. saying where we've got it from? to figure it out. We just, we just heard it today and now we're making it for real. Perfect.
3: Yeah. It's okay. All will be revealed at the concert, <laughs> I'm sure.
4: And I know you guys are at different. You're coming from different points in your career obviously, but do you have any rituals that you like to engage in or like um, like superstitious things that you need to do before you perform?
2: Culty stuff? <laughs> stuff? Cult-y. <laughs> there goes to the me. <laughs> Come on, you,
0: man. <laughs> um, remembering to joke that's something I try
2: and do because I've been on the other side of that equation. <laughs> it's easy to forget. But anyway, and I can't do what Ozzy does, so. <laughs> Don't have a bucket of water to throw over myself. I'd also get electrocuted. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think we really have much beyond just hanging around in the green room if they we're blessed enough to have one. Hashtag. Hashtag, Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed green room. Um, join our call. Cool. Yeah. You might want to dip your towel in
4: water.
3: bio-digital rock revolution
2: bio-digital water, you won't even feel it (laughs) but you'll you'll know you've been schooled
3: (laughs) this has been a production of NOCO-FM